Hello everyone. Welcome to the Digital Marketing Camp, the podcast where we keep on sharing some of the informative tools, techniques, case studies and latest updates in the digital marketing domain. I am your host Prince Kumar and today we have Puneet Bhatia, one of the finest data privacy consultant with us to discuss about privacy concerns in digital marketing. Puneet Bhatia is one of the world's leading privacy expert who have worked with professionals in over 30 countries. Puneet guide business and privacy leaders on GDPR based privacy compliance through online as well as in person training and consulting. He is a respected author for three well known books namely AI and privacy, be an effective DPO and be ready for GDPR. Hi Puneet, excited to have you on our show and discuss this important topic which every marketers and businesses should be aware of. Hi Prince, thanks for having me. You're doing a great job in having this digital marketing gyan podcast which is helping a lot of people. So continue to do that and I'm great grateful to be here. Thank you. Thank you so much. So Puneet, can you just start with sharing a brief corporate journey of yours and how this you have been doing into this uh, data privacy sector yeah so like most people in india i started in it after engineering i went into it and then i had my evolution and i came to belgium of course before that i was in south africa and i had the opportunity to work in tata consultancy services and even other companies wherein i did different roles in it and then i had the good fortune of doing an mba from uh, Belgium and then I switched to ING Bank wherein I had the opportunity to be a sourcing and vendor management and from there I moved to privacy program management so there was GDPR coming along they asked me to do project management for that in Belgium I was doing well so they wanted me to do this in 30 plus countries at group level as a privacy and protection officer so I did that for about 2 to 2 and a half years and then I joined Stanley Black and Decker which is a US based company and i was the global privacy manager and as you can imagine once uh, you de- do these kind of things you either continue to do those or you become a consultant so i chose the second one and i became a consultant so i help companies across the globe with the privacy strategy uh, in terms of advisory that is do, do they need to choose which laws to comply how do you comply what's your privacy strategy or in terms of consulting that is doing assessments and then uh, taking actions and of trainings for staff as well as professionals because the privacy professionals also need to be certified and need to be trained so we have a dedicated trainings for CIPM CIPT CIPPE which is basically industry standard certification so that's how i evolved uh, or came into privacy sector and now it's been about 7 years because i started in about 2015 and it's been a wonderful journey and as you mentioned i've written a few books and we also have a podcast called the fit for privacy podcast perfect perfect so your complete journey has been an amazing one whether it might be uh, the book or whether might you might be into the podcast and uh, you know giving sessions along with that helping businesses to work upon this important subject that is privacy so uh, for the common users can you just help us understand What does privacy means in this uh, digital world? 
So that's a very interesting question you ask and it's often misunderstood because most people will say I don't have anything to protect, I have nothing to hide so I don't need privacy. That's how some of my friends also say. But the fact of the matter is if I pick or you pick any person and say what's your name, they will be very happy to share with you. Then you ask do you have a partner or a girlfriend or are you married? Some people will start to get reluctant and then you say by the way what's your bank account number and then people start to get more reluctant and then you say what's the password of the bank account and username then suddenly people will be reluctant so every one of us when questions are being asked or information is being shared we have a choice or we have a threshold to which we are comfortable sharing something maybe if it's my wife i would be okay to share my bank account number and maybe username and password and maybe not but not with everyone and that choice of what you share and who you share it with is privacy now in the digital world since you asked what is in context of digital world that has changed earlier it was somebody wants to click a photo and we say don't click my photo please excuse me it was easy but now it's all about data we have devices with us these collect data and then in covid everywhere we go they ask data all these things then we are on websites these are collecting data there are trackers so privacy is becoming protection of personal data so not all data i mean everything is not privacy but when it relates to a person you me or anyone else that is personal data and that needs to be protected so in the modern world it's about protection of personal data but usually it's about the choice of sharing what you want to share with who you want to share perfect perfectly very right they said it's completely depend on what we want to share with our audience and that is how the privacy is defined so do you think right. maintaining this uh, data privacy is one of the major challenge task uh, for businesses no data especially working in this online space it is because businesses have been used to growing and collecting data putting trackers creating innovation digital marketing all those things and then building up their databases now in last few years these privacy laws have been strengthened in some countries it has been strengthened and some like india it's still being talked about so what's happening is this is creating a little bit of paradox on one hand they were used to collecting data free flow without any constraints or limited constraint and now all of a sudden we are telling them there are rules for which you can collect data be transparent be open don't have trackers and then it's feeling like a little bit constrained businesses are feeling how can i leverage data how will my ai work how will my digital marketing work can i still do my business so that's the fear factor which is coming in so for coming from a place wherein there were limited rules or no rules to a place wherein there are strong rules and strong fines it seems like a paradox and hence it's becoming a challenge or it feels like a challenge however if a business invests time effort energy and of course money along with it then it's doable task and it is good for the business because then you are able to retain trust of individuals that is customers got it got it so uh, in this only i just wanted to understand that uh, you know uh, there are two type of data whether it might be the one which we want to go for uh, the paid campaigns or let's say for the digital marketing the other is uh, the data of our end users let's say for an e-commerce industry they will be having a lot of data of their customers so even you know because of this all hijackings and these all things 
it has become an important part for the businesses to protect these data so that you know it should not be misused somewhere so do you think that it uh, it has become a challenge nowadays it feels like a challenge especially when they have not been doing the right thing if you have had privacy foundations like even in europe wherein we are having the most strictest laws in terms of privacy there was data protection law since uh, 1995 or even before but those laws were not strict so there was a little bit of leeway and people were not doing the right thing and now it felt like i have to do so much maybe my business will not run like apple introduced these changes now saying uh, in the digital marketing google is saying we will remove third party cookies or third party trackers and that is creating a bit of concern but i think we will find our place we will find our way and especially for e-commerce there's a lot of non personal data that they can collect and still manage to be in a good place because if you look at 50 years ago how was marketing being done you just create an ad put it in newspaper no tracking you just pay and then you don't even know if it was watched or not but now you want tracking how many people saw how many people clicked how many it opened it the email and so that we are so used to it and that will need to give in and we will need to be a little bit more transparent around it so yes it's a challenge but i think we'll find our way so please help us try to understand what are the prominent cyber security threats that can occur into this Uh, digital marketing domain so the most prominent threat if we look at research is human error because we always think there are hackers there are this and there are that but almost 30 to 50% of incidents or breaches or risks or cyber security incidents happen because of human error or someone having in uh, the wrong intentions that is trying to make money quickly trying to make advantage of it while sharing something with someone that's the biggest single biggest threat of course we do have hackers we do have vulnerabilities but it's the vulnerabilities the hackers and others do not work in isolation unless somebody who's an insider is giving some uh, information and or probably another human error is people being lenient or not being careful having weak passwords sharing password with colleagues not using a password manager or using the same password everywhere so it's all relating to human factor or human error which is creating the biggest threat and if we look at the modern world today there are other threats as well because we are in a globalized world everything is based on cyber so let's imagine somebody hacks into the uh, defense systems of a country now that's another way of fighting the war so those threats are developing but again even in those cases it's based on human error or human failure so you have helped us to understand you know what are the prominent security threats that generally have so to avoid this uh, there has been laws created globally with uh, mostly like most of the countries are developing but all, along with that there are some global laws that have been uh, made So can you help us understand what are the few of the prominent uh, data privacy laws that are you know being followed uh, globally Sure at the moment almost every country has a privacy law almost every country and those who don't have it they are also developing one so there are a few exceptions 
like they would have state wise laws or they would have an IT act or cyber act and not a de detailed privacy act but the ones we talk about often is EU GDPR because it applies to 27 member states so that makes a big chunk of it we talk about the California Consumer Protection Act because of the size of economy of California then a lot of other US states are coming up then Brazil has come up with a law again it's a large economy or growing economy then uh, South Africa has PDEPA and now also Canada has passed a new law they already had a law and they passed a new one Australia and New Zealand have and even India is contemplating for last two years the personal data protection bill so almost every country and I I'm, I can say almost 140 countries have passed a privacy like law like GDPR in last five years so when we say 140 countries that means majority of countries now have a privacy law and even China passed a privacy law recently so I think uh, it, it's a growing trend that people and our governments want to protect data and they want to define rules what should be done and what should not be done so can you help us understand few of the common rules that are being framed? Let's say uh, we can go with the GDPR only. So most laws, that's a good question. Most laws have something called a principle based approach. And it sounds very simple, but then implementing is the challenge. Like you need to be collecting data in a lawful and fair manner. So like if I'm collecting somebody's data as a company, I need to tell them what data I'm collecting, why am I collecting, what will I do with it and only then collect it rather than collect it for something like on my website I collect it for something and then use it for something right. else. That's not done. That's the first thing, fairness in the usage of data. Second is being transparent. So while you are transparent when collecting it, even after that, give them an opportunity to know what is done, where it is shared, who is it shared and how can they ask more questions then there is also about accountability that is companies take self-responsibility not just rely on laws and take care of the responsible behavior if we, if we simplify it to uh, extreme extent and behind it there are rights because just asking companies to be accountable will not work or responsible will not work people like you and me need to have the right saying ability to ask questions ability to say what data you have about me what do you do with it so that's the rights part of it and then uh, there is a lot of administration aspect there should be a person who's responsible like in india we are saying a grievance officer should be installed by companies and in uh, europe we are saying data protection officer or an eu representative so there is a dedicated person and again behind it you can't do all this if you don't know your data, if you don't do checks, you don't do assessments and then you don't inform users or ask explicit consent. So these are some of the high level requirements and all the laws have these requirements. The only variance is some have one thing stricter, some have one thing little bit lenient and some name it differently and the other one names it differently. But broadly speaking, they are asking, they are suggesting, tell the user what you're doing be more transparent and take some responsibility while respecting the queries, the requests, the rights from individuals. Definitely. The transparency is something that we are seeing in most of the social platforms also. Like when uh, when yeah. if Facebook asks for, uh, you know, CR generating a, a doing going for a lead campaign, then Facebook definitely asks that uh, you need to mention the right purpose for the end user that what they are going to do. 
and for that yeah. there should be uh, you know a page on your website which should be having all the reads and instructions around that. So definitely, transparency is one of the most important things that we have mentioned. Indeed, and I think if you've seen uh, since you are in digital marketing, you would know when you create a Facebook ad. there is an option to add a link to your privacy statement or privacy policy which is again a transparency because if you have explained what personal data you collect what you do with it who do you share it with how do you respect rights then you give a link then the person before submitting their data sharing their data can access that and there creates more transparency and trust definitely definitely so starting with iOS 14.5 now they have uh, you know uh, made the complete change where the user now have the complete option that whether they want uh, the social medias to track them or not so with more strictly privacy laws and these updates do you think it will limit digital marketers who will not able to track user journey and provide the customized marketing communication that they were able to provide my opinion is in the long term no but in the short term it feels like it it is perceived like there is an impact but what apple is saying they are not saying do not track for everybody they are saying track only when the user allows so earlier everybody is being tracked wholesale now only those who allow so user has a choice i want to be tracked in this device or not i want to share my data or not and then also transparency around where is this data being shared in terms of third parties i think it's all in good spirit and it's going in the right direction you should not be doing mass surveillance it's like uh, we believe there can be a terrorist attack or a threat so let's put a policeman or outside each house we don't do that because we don't have that many policemen so same way if we need to collect data and do uh, surveillance we don't need to do it for everybody we need to do it for the people whom we suspect and for digital marketing on the positive side of it when where we want to sell we want to send our offers we want to send our marketing leads to those who are real leads those who really want to buy the stuff not everyone so having 100000 or 1 million or 10 million apple users and bombarding them or collecting their data is no good i would rather have 50000 or 10000 leads who are true leads and who will buy and my in the long term overall the go through ratio or click through ratio will increase okay. and conversion ratio would also increase because you'll have more quality leads and more people will buy rather than uh, quite widely targeting everybody because if you look at uh, any company they don't need 7 billion people nobody needs 7 billion customers Definitely. you need a few million or few 10000 or few 100 customers but what we were doing were we were targeting or we were going out to 8 billion or 7 billion people and that's what is changing and it is a shift and it does feel a little bit constraining but it won't have an impact in the long term Definitely, definitely. So, uh, since you are here, uh, you know, in India, we are seeing a lot of phishing activities in the social media nowadays. Where, for most of the users, like what we are generally saying is that you know, uh, the hackers what they do is they create a duplicate account. Let's say if I go on Facebook, so they create a duplicate Facebook account and then uh, send request to all their friend request, uh, you know, send uh, friend request to all their friends, and then ask for money exchanges and these all things. so this is happening nowadays very prominently so since uh, you know uh, i would like to take this opportunity to ask from you uh, you know what are the important steps that you will suggest for individuals to secure the social media accounts 
and also when they go for the online purchases sure so there are some of the basics that people can do one is all these apps all our banks all our social media accounts have something called privacy settings so go there and make sure your privacy is protected i give you a very simple example if you are on facebook you and you are posting something do you want the whole of world to know about it or only your friends to know about it or maybe friends of friends so, but or maybe yourself so that's that's the extreme you don't want it to be yourself because you are sharing it so that others know it but that will be your friends and in the best case friends of friends but not public so if you change that setting from public to friends or friends of friends you're already limiting misuse of that data so there are many settings like this even in uh, google even in uh, google when you have google history youtube watch history you can set it up that the history gets removed after one month or three months or whatever you choose or you can even manually do it second thing is you're using passwords so use strong passwords and i know managing passwords is a pain so maybe you can use password managers and another thing you can do is you can use dual factor authentication that is if somebody is logging in to your account on your behalf you have a dual authentication maybe a sms is sent on your phone or there's an app using which you are authenticating that means even if your password is breached there is next level of protection through which your data is being protected and then common sense always helps choose what you are posting and choose what you are not posting like i've seen people posting about i'm going on holidays and then the thieves know that you're going on holidays because your facebook profile is public now that's not very smart you can always post it when you're back definitely definitely so it's all about a little bit of common sense but i know the people have less awareness and that creates a challenge and people don't realize the threat or the vulnerability that these things cause or create Definitely. So, can you also help us understand the precautions that one should take uh, while going for online purchase? Because this is also one of the important medium where uh, important data is getting leaked nowadays. Right. So, there, the best way is use a secure transaction mechanism. Most of the banks offer secure transaction mechanism, and do not share your information. publicly check the validity check the uh, credentials of that company where you are paying and use something like a credit card or a card which has limits now if you start using a card which is directly linked to your bank account that means your entire bank account is exposed but if you are using a credit card or a card which has limits then your risk is only up to the limit of that card and then you can always block that card while your account remains safe so that's very common people would just link their account and the entire portfolio entire uh, money that they have is at risk while having limit based cards or credit cards reduces that risk and another thing is you can also buy insurance on uh, these cards and most banks do provide and if you have that you are again protected and uh, yes uh, as i said privacy settings authentication or dual authentication a strong password and not sharing data those are still applying even in the banking domain or e-commerce when you're working on online and avoid exchange uh, sharing your uh, credit card information and those things on chat and everywhere 
because I know some companies say give me on chat they will push, push a messenger on message and ask you be a little bit uh, freak saying I don't want to give you that data definitely definitely these are very informative tips that you are given so uh, this are uh, you know these were the form of, uh, most of the common queries that uh, an end user generally has now coming to the business point of view so what are the different steps that businesses can follow to ensure that data and information of their users and website visitors are secured especially in the e-commerce section where a lot of data are generated every day so if you look at it broadly at the highest level there are three things to do of course in the detail we will have uh, a lot of actions but the first thing is awareness awareness amongst the management and staff saying what parts of data need to be protected and what is okay and how it is to be protected so having some guidance having some policy having some awareness around what laws are there what personal data needs to be protected what types of data needs to be protected and what are the big ticket items we are going to do so that's first thing is awareness second thing is once you know these are the things to do like your website should be secure you should use the https rather than http the, then uh, you should have phishing filters and so on then do an assessment assessment meaning whatever you have known check is this being done in the company have a checklist maybe get a consultant and ask them to validate like when we do the assessment uh, we did a recent assessment and we checked it on 160 points so do that assessment and find out on which ones there are some vulnerabilities and the next step then would be you know where the gaps are where the vulnerabilities are and take those actions and the best thing is rather than saying i've done assess awareness assessment and action now i'm secure for 5 years it won't work like that business keeps changing while business innovates marketing innovates the hackers also innovate so <laughs> what happens then is everybody uh, grows their stuff or grows their skill so that's why you need to create a culture of privacy that is continuously looking at awareness continuously doing assessments every few years and continually taking actions and seeing where vulnerabilities have come up and taking care of those and again keep an eye on the market awareness is also about that what new trends are coming what new phishing attacks are coming what new hackers are doing and see if you are exposed or not rather than saying no it happened to them not to us well it's a matter of time it can happen to you so don't wait stay active stay agile and stay focused definitely very rightly you have said that one need to be uh, updated every time it's not that once they have checked you know that there are no privacy concerns and then they should be uh, relaxed and then they need right. to update it because hackers are even updating them themselves every day so we need to be alert and this is not a one time activity it should be performed at a regular interval in order to ensure that Indeed. none of the data is being very well said prince so now you have given a lot of advice on businesses on how to uh, you know to prevent this data losses and so now coming to the future how you would guide our marketers that how they should be you know working upon to adopt and work responsibly in future by maintaining the digital privacy that are being updated uh, on regular basis whether it might be the on the global level or whether if they are working at a kind of country level 
I'm a great fan of simplification, so I would not complex, uh, complexify the answer, but make it very simple. One thing is be transparent on what you are collecting, why you are collecting, who you will share, and don't collect too much data. That's the first thing. So be transparent. Second thing is be open. So don't think if we share it with clients or if we ask this, they will not give us their data. They will not give us their consent. Be open. If they really want that product, they will give you the consent. And if they don't want it, anyhow, you don't need their data. The whole issue is you are collecting a lot of data, a lot of leads from people who don't want to buy. And that's no good. So don't look at the number of leads or a number of emails. Look at the quality of leads. And last but not the least, the third thing I always suggest is you as a marketer, your core competence is marketing. Focus on that. But you are a responsible marketer and you want to protect privacy and you want to be on the right side of the law. Therefore, most companies have a privacy professional or a privacy expert. Go and ask them because you are an expert in marketing and they are an expert in privacy. Asking them is the best thing. While you do your best in terms of high level being transparent and being open, ask them and they will always guide you on what to be done, what's not to be done. Yes. It will feel, no, these guys don't let me do my thing. They always constrain me. But in the long term, they are protecting you and your company. And you as a digital marketer, while you want to grow your company's business, you don't want to create a risk for your company. So don't hesitate. Always ask your uh, privacy manager, privacy consultant, privacy advisor, data protection officer, whosoever it is, because they are there to help you. And just like you are there to grow your company's business through marketing, they are there to protect your company so work together with them and you will create a very safe environment and effective marketing campaigns together with them and nobody will be able to create a risk for your company definitely definitely very informative advice that you have given that we should be uh, you know the digital marketer should not be working upon this uh, this digital privacy they should be helping uh, or they should be working with experts who can guide them better so, with this, we have come to the end of today's episode. Today, I came to know a lot about the importance of digital privacy and I think it would have been informative for our audience also, who face a lot of challenge of data privacy nowadays. It was pleasure having you Mr. Puneet. Thank you so much and looking forward to host you again on our show. So, thank you so much Prince. It was a pleasure to have you. And you're doing great stuff and please continue to help people through your podcast. Sure, sure. Thank you.